Christmas. Hey, Christmas and Boxing Day. Yeah. New Year's. I don't. I don't know how how would yours go. Well, my New Year's hasn't happened yet. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Christmas Eve was pretty good. Uh, did the whole watch a few movies with my family and have kind of a, like a small buffet dinner. Oh, okay. Like, d- which movie did you watch? We watched, uh, Arthur Christmas. Okay. Really good. I've heard that. Yeah. And, uh, and then Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Also really good. Uh, not really Christmas related, though. We watched Jingle All the Way. Which okay. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen, but it's really, I have. It's kind of bad, right? It's not great, but... Yeah, that's kind of what makes it great. I was thinking about Christmas movies, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, like, I think Arthur Christmas would be my favorite one, but then again, I don't think there's really, like, any Christmas movies I kind of like, so it's not a high bar. Like, it's not you have nostalgia for It's a Wonderful Life or something. Exactly. So, like, when I think of Christmas movies that I really like, I guess Elf would have been the number one. Okay. But, like, everyone's into Elf. I finally watched Bad Santa this year, and... I haven't seen that. It's pretty good. It's, okay. like, a dark comedy. But, okay. Yeah. And I like Santa Claus 1. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't watched it in a long time, but, but I, uh, like, eight-year-old me thought it was pretty sweet. So what's your go-to Christmas movie? I don't really have one. Um, I was thinking about revisiting Scrooged, which is the Bill Murray uh, kind of, what's that one? Chris, Christmas Story or whatever. Christmas no, no, Girl? No. <sighs> Scrooge and all that. What's that story called? Christmas Girl. Uh, yeah, it's from the late 80s, and... Right, and then you the Jim Carrey one. I also wasn't a big fan of the Muppets, though. Their take on the Christmas Carol, I like that one. I don't think I've seen that for a really long time. Okay, Michael Caine or something. It's yeah, it's pretty good. I guess Patrick Stewart did one too. But anyway, uh, yes, Christmas movies. Trying to think, really, what other Christmas traditions? Oh, it happy coincidence. We watched the first episode of the second season of Sherlock, and part of it takes place on Christmas. So okay, it worked out. Do you like Sherlock? I haven't looked into that. Uh, it's pretty good. It especially the second season is better than the first one, and the first one was okay. okay. So right. ma- mainly the dynamic between the two characters, like Watson and Sherlock, is really funny. So British fun, it's good. All right. But, yeah. Um. So, what was some of the your favorite things that you got or that you bought on Boxing Day? I didn't buy much on Boxing Day. I got some batteries and Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Which I enjoyed. Um, and I was thinking about buying Prometheus, but I didn't actually do that. Um, in terms of stuff I got, I'm trying to think. It was mostly, like, chocolate and money and stuff, but I think there was, hmm, on, like, some household stuff from, like, my parents, so just useful stuff. Sure. But, uh, yeah, probably, probably money, which will hopefully result in me having some video game stuff and replacing my Xbox and things like that. Oh, well, there you go. So I'll be back. But, Yes. Um, and a SP. I think I mentioned that already, but yeah. Oh, a Game Boy Advance. Yes. Oh, I will very finally cool. Catch like a up new on one that. or a used one? I guess a used one, but okay. hopefully it's in good shape. All the Kijiji dealings are happening. What color was that? I think it's just a silver one, but I'm not sure. Are there cool ones to look out for, like that NES styled one? I, I have a, a black one. That do you remember when Nintendo's logo was Who Are You? No. And, uh, like graffiti text? I don't remember that. They had a bunch of ads where it would just, they would replace someone's head with like a, like Wario's head would be there, or Donkey Kong's head, and it's who are you? Like just a big mascot head kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. I Vaguely, that okay. era. Anyway, so mine's black and it has that logo on the top of it. Okay. Nintendo commercials used to be awesome, but 
I don't know if that's a bit of a tangent. There was a great Super Mario Brothers 2 one where there were people in an airport throwing stuff at each other because if you remember you can pluck things and throw them. Right. Yeah, it was great. It was like Mario game. Advance or something. But yeah, video games. I, on Boxing Day, I went out. Uh, I went to actually to Best Buy at like six thirty in the morning because mm-hmm. I wake up early and box and Best Buy opened early. Picked up the PlayStation TV. Oh right, I forgot about that thing. Yeah, like um, the resistance it was pack. Bucks. Okay. Uh, Twenty four inch. I'm using it as a monitor right now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty 3D, nice, right? Yeah. Those things normally hit $100 quite often because they're always in the game section and people don't know what they are really. Okay. So no one really cares because they had just a ton of them there. Hmm. And did, does it come with the resistance stuff or? It comes with a MotorStorm Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, the only downside to the TV though, uh, no remote. Okay. And no uh, coaxial cable port. So you can't. You can't watch you have, like a shell box, you can't put cable on it. Right. How many, like, ports does it have HDMI and stuff? It's got or? two HDMI ports and a full set of component ports. Hmm. And that's really about it. Okay. Huh. All right. So you're pretty satisfied with it, though? That's yeah, I like it. It's it's nice. It looks Did really you... nice. And, it, you know, I got a TV with the PlayStation logo on it. Right. Did, oh, so are you supposed to just use your controller with it, or? No, I just, I just, yeah, you just use the buttons on the side. Um, cause I only really need to change inputs. That's all I need to do, right? I can't, I don't use it for cable. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of like the, like designed for like student at residence. Okay. Whereas this is going to be on your desk. Mm-hmm. Right there. Um, which hmm. that's what I was looking for because I have my, you know, my new 40 inch TV, which that's my main one. Right. This is one's going to be just kind of, I wanted a 3D TV if in case I ever want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now it's a bit bigger than my computer monitor. And I don't need to carry around speakers anymore because it has speakers, so it's kind of doing that. Okay, cool. That's that's interesting. I totally forgot that product existed, but okay. Did you play Motorstorm Apocalypse? I did not, but you know, speaking of what we've been playing, yeah, we play games on the top-down perspective. That's true. We do. Uh, I'm the host this week, Sean Booker, and I'm joined by Nathan Rohr. Hi. John is away. Uh, at, I think he's just out of his house at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, John got a bass guitar for Christmas, because we talked about what we kind of got and stuff. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Th- that's probably his coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is... That's, that's what he just said to me. Secret bonus late December episode. This yeah. This isn't even going to yeah. happen. This but, is, yeah. uh, speaking of late December, it's December 27th. Mm-hmm. So, next time you'll hear us, it'll be 2013. And we'll be talking about our favorite things. But, yeah. Yeah, maybe. That might, it might be the next one. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's get right into what we've been playing. Nathan, what have you been playing? Uh, I just, I don't know how I forgot. It's kind of just been the really recent late year edition into my top ten, Cart Life, which if you listen to okay, Idle Thumbs. Idle Thumbs, right? Yeah, they, they had just kind of scratched the surface of that game. It's pretty fantastic. I not, I'm not sure how much I really want to talk about exactly what happened to my character and stuff, but I'll briefly just describe how the game plays. Sure. Um, like, you know how in Racketeer you're selling, like, you're managing No, a I have not played it yet. I do own it. Okay. I, I played the demo of that game. That game, you're managing a store, so I assume this would be somewhat like that, but it's so much more kind of character management included in that that makes it really kind of unique. 
Um, you basically choose a character. There's three in the one I got, the Everything Edition, which includes Vinny, the bagel salesman, who I have not yet tried out. Do you have to purchase this, or is it just a free download? There's two tiers now, effectively, of this game. There's a free one where you can play as Andrus, and I believe Melanie as well. Um, and then there's the Everything Edition, which includes the bonus stuff and, like, a soundtrack and stuff. Um, and there used to be an even more deluxe edition that came in a tin or something, but that was already gone when I was looking into it. Um, but yeah, so there is a free-to-play version of the game, and I'd recommend checking it out. Uh, it's getting some talk right now just for its story writing and stuff, which is definitely the coolest part about it, because, yeah, you're just managing a store, you're managing a character as well. So it's like, I have to walk to work and get there on time, or else I'm going to miss all the customers, and then I won't have, like, I won't have sold stuff. Like, I'll do poorly. Okay, so this does sound a lot like Regateer. Yes, but it's kind of neat in that it gives you one week of time in each character's life, and they kind of have a goal they want to accomplish, just within, like, their mind. They're just like... I just got here from the Ukraine. I want to have a successful business in the United States. Um, so you just need a well, you need a one first successful week. Yes, like you're just okay. kind of setting this cor- character on a good course o- over the, your time with them or whatever. But it can go really, really badly, and it's entirely 100% your fault if it does. Like I made. Some... Oh, so does it do something kind of like once your week's over? It's like based on how you played. This is how the rest of this. Like, yeah, it's like by next Monday, the game ends no matter what happened, like where you're at. So it'll just kind of, I've only seen two endings so far. One went really tragically, like it was really quite unfortunate. Um, I can briefly get into why. Um, And then the other one was just kind of like, I guess I'm doing okay. I don't know. I paid my rent. And my cat's still alive, so sweet. Okay, so let's hear how it went bad. Uh, I won't. I won't say exactly what happened, but it was basically I started managing my store. Just kind of like I traded my permit with Vinny, so I could move shops to a different location. However, I didn't meet up with the person that would help me do that. So I was just kind of like, crap. I don't have much money, and rent's coming up. I have to go to work. Hopefully, the cops don't bust me without a permit. But they did, and I got a huge fine, and then I couldn't pay my rent, and then my man, like my landlord got really angry and was going to kick me out, and all this stuff happened. It was just like this really bad note to end Andrus's story on, and it was because I made that deal with Vinny and didn't go talk to the person and set up my new shop, which I could have done. Like, I didn't need to open my store. But I kind of backed myself into this really kind of plausible corner with my poor management. And yeah, it's basically an economics management game, but because there's like this character stuff alongside it, it makes it much more personal and involving, and it's actually really quite neat. Like, each night your character, like you have to walk them home and eat a meal or something and go to sleep, they'll have kind of a dream sequence. That seems to be the most kind of explicit storytelling the game does, because like it has that kind of defined window of time to work with, right? So it's like seven days... Each night, there's going to be a dream that kind of lets you know a little more about your character's kind of history. Okay. And invest you more in kind of, like, your new life here. And, yeah, and I also played, uh, I'm partway through another character's story. Hers is quite different. Like, um, with Andrus, you kind of have to really worry about food and groceries and stuff. With Melanie's story, you live with your sister, so she cooks. So that part of it's actually fine, but in addition to your normal life of stuff, you have a daughter you have to get to and from school, 
So you, okay. so you have to kind of consider your relationship with her as well. Like your whole reason for going into business and running a coffee shop in her case is to hopefully win custody of her kid. But if you have a terrible relationship with your kid, like what are you doing? <laughs> so it's the like the kid won't want to be with you. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like you kind of have to manage, like just manage all these really normal parts of these characters' lives, and it's it's so stressful, but in a way that's kind of just kind of rewarding in a way like how does this game look like what are you looking at uh, i'm trying to think like it's really kind of simple adventure game look to it black and white um it's sort of reminding me of like the polygonal 8-bit if, if if i was to compare it to something it would be kind of like the sword and sorcery look okay so it looks kind of simple and like pixelated but it's moving like there's a lot of animation and fidelity to it so it's, it's obviously not a super nintendo game or something Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I'm trying to think if that's really the best example I can come up with, but it, something like that. Like, if you if, if you just looked at a still of it, it would look very kind of crude, but the amount of character and personality and stuff that's happening there, and, like, a lot of chiptune artists that I'm familiar with, like Lobat and Stu, um, from, if you're, like, 8BitPeoples or whatever, .com, like, they kind sure. of contribute some stuff to it. Um, the music maybe is clashes with the mood of the game a little bit, but at the same time, like it, it helps to keep it a little more upbeat than it would be otherwise. It would be really easy to make this game like just completely depressing, right? But they managed to keep infusing it with a little bit of energy, and like the gameplay, like the actual selling of things in Andres's case is basically a typing tutor type thing. Like you're kind of just typing phrases and sentences to. Uh, fold newspapers correctly and put them out. Um, if a if a customer comes up and asks for a coffee or something, like it's pretty simple. It's just like, what did they say? And there's like four options. You choose it. Um, then you have to type a phrase. It'll be like a bit of trivia about coffee, or it'll be uh, just some observation like, watch out, it's really hot, and type that. That's odd because it seems like. Like, this typing part seems to be, the like, the least interesting part of it. Well, it's just, it's meant to, it's supposed to be a little bit tedious because it's work, you know? So I kind of got that it was doing that on purpose, but... It, okay, yeah. maybe, yeah. And, like, y you know, my first time I was tearing papers and stuff and doing a poor job, and I felt real bad because, again, I'm kind of... I, I'm at fault for what's happening to this character, and like, you're just, are you just bad at typing? Is that what you're saying? No, I wasn't sure what it was suggesting at first, because it's just like, oh, is it just supposed to be like, like a? I really thought, hey, is this kind of like a text adventure where you just kind of can type approximations of what they're saying? And it's just like, no, you have to exact format everything they just said, mimic it entirely. Um, so yeah, it just took me a minute to figure out what it was trying to say, because it doesn't really, it, there's a bit of a tutorial walkthrough with, like, your, the former manager of the stand, but they're very good of kind of, like, in, like, just kind of smoothing the stuff into the story, so it seems kind of natural, so it's just like, these characters are having conversation that they would have, and if you're paying attention, you'll know that this is the part where you're game, you're playing the game, and, like, you know, it's like, hey, you need to go to this store to buy stuff. And they'll tell you where it is, but that it doesn't go inside a journal or something. You just know. You have to know that that's on, like, that's downtown or whatever. So it's kind of overwhelming in a lot of weird ways, like, that could kind of, like, I don't know if that counts as really a knock against it. Like, I still found it really, really compelling, but it's definitely a game where it's just like, man, I gotta, like, go manage this character's day or else I could really screw it up if I if I do something wrong. Like uh for example, I guess with Melanie, the the coffee shop character, 
Um, I went, I, I went out and bought all the stuff, went into debt to purchase the coffee stand, forgot to buy cups. That's it. I can't run a coffee stand, <laughs> you know, but that was my fault. I screwed up. I should have taken a grocery list kind of thing, you know? All right. So, yeah, like just weird little minor things like that can really impact the whole thing, but it's all, the, the game trusts you with all of it. So I kind of really appreciated what it was doing. There, like, it's still... I don't know if it's in beta exactly, but it's still an indie game, and it's pretty early. So they're accepting a lot of feedback and stuff on their forums. Uh, there have been a few bugs. I'm going to say that right now. Like, it did crash on me once or twice. Um, at one point, Andrus, the newspaper salesman, got kind of trapped in his stall because a dialogue kept looping with one policeman character. Okay. So there's been just kind of, like... I think it's game-ending stuff happened to me three times, so unless you're kind of just used to that with indie games, like, you know, don't, don't, like, maybe maybe just try the this free one. This some polish. Yeah, like, the, he's actively developing it right now, but, you know, like, I, I'm told Vinny is actually really buggy, too, so I haven't played as him yet. Um, but I'm still really, really impressed with the way the game interacts with you, the player, lets you manage all these things. Like, you could just sell your stand and go buy a hot dog stand and go stock that up at a totally different place day one if you wanted to. Like, within that seven-day window, it kind of really lets you do a lot of things. And I'm kind of curious how much flex it has, like how many different possibilities you can really eke out of that time limit. But, but like... Those two playthroughs with Andrus couldn't have ended more differently, so it was it was I don't know, pretty impressive. I'm pretty impressed. Cool. Yeah. Um I could elaborate, but you haven't played it. I'd recommend playing it though. It's it's a definitely a neat thing that's happening. And it's just search just cart life on Google, it's not on Steam or anything? Uh yeah, it's just through his site right now, uh Richard sure. Hoffmeyer. Um it's primarily him. It's like a small team, like three or four people. But yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty excellent thing. Um, yeah, then I played, uh, I think it's yet another MoMA candidate, uh, Passage, which was, a. Uh, it's a, there's an iOS version, it's really simple, it says right up front, it's like a five minute thing, um, and I don't know really what to say about it, it's basically just, hey, here's a little kind of meditation on life, and it's kind of in a game form, and I'm not really sure really how much more to elaborate than that. Like, you, it scrolls left to right. Um, you kind of walk and navigate up and down and, like... Like, are you dodging out of the way of stuff? No, it's... Well, yeah, but not really... It's more like it's... It's it's kind of just an interactive timeline of a dude's life, and he ages... So, Dear Esther. ...over the course of it. But, like, five minutes and 2D. And okay. kind of really minimal on purpose. It was, like, a dollar. I, I was... Sig- sufficiently intrigued by it, but I guess, like, there's been some kind of low rankings on iOS, because it's like, dude, what the hell? It's barely a game. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Your mileage may vary, but I was I was curious because of the MoMA whatnot. Um, then I played a little bit of Sin Episodes, which was a... S- I don't know what that is. It's an early Source Engine game that was supposed to be an episodic release schedule, like it was supposed to have multiple ones. Only one ever came out. Um, and it's, I don't, I don't really know why it was, it was on sale for steam, like the holiday sale. It was kind of well regarded for having a really cool pistol in it. And that's all I needed to know. I don't know. I I played a little bit of it. 
Uh, the most noteworthy thing, it seems to be a somewhat early example of, like, the Iron Sights stuff. So, you know, that that is now standard. But I'm not really sure really what else to say about it. I, I, don't, I don't like aspects of it. Like, it's character design, the, the story and stuff seems pretty dumb. It's like secret agents, whatever. Um, a lot of weird stuff with you not having a body. Like, you know, that shooter thing where you look down and there's just nothing. Yeah, you're just a camera. Yeah, like, there was points where I was leaning out of a car, and it just looked really awkward. So, I I guess there's, like, sufficient reasons why this didn't succeed and become a thing, but it's also just kind of a neat little look back at the beginnings of the Source engine and whatnot. But, I don't know. Uh, Then I played the bonus level of Hotline Miami you told me about. Right. Which, I'm not sure why that's there. It It doesn't even have a grade at the end of it. Like did you did you beat that one or no? I didn't. I so I had I had kind of been blitzing through the last bit of the game. Yeah, I beat it and I was like, okay, cool, I can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a few more episodes. Okay, let's do these. Did those? Beat it? And I was like, sweet. Now I can go to bed. Oh, there's another episode. Nope. Okay. So I kind of started it up. Couldn't really like get a grip on like how to approach it because. There's, like, no walls or anything to hide, really? Yeah, that's kind of the... It's just a big, wide-open area seems to be what it's doing, which is marginally interesting, but... Yeah. And then... I, I Yeah, it's just a big open space. I beat it. It didn't give me a grade. There's kind of just a weird little joke dialogue between two characters, and then it's over. So I'm not really sure what the point of that so is. So there's no, like, story beat to it or anything? Not really. Like, yeah, th- there's two dudes talking, and it looks like a cult or something, but... yeah. They don't really... There's, like, a girl there or something like that? Yeah, and you can't really interact with it in any weird way that I could find either. Like, I mean, I like Hotline Miami a lot. I don't I don't know what the point of that level is. It's kind of a waste of time, but whatever. One more so thing. So speaking of Hotline Miami, so yeah, I did beat it. I played a bunch of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I get a lot of the story. I'll probably have to ask you to explain that to me after the show. Okay. But there's just some stuff where I was like, I don't... Yeah, I just... I'm confused. Well, like, but. you didn't go back through for the tiles, I'm guessing, right? No. Which, that does kind of spell a thing out, but it's kind of debatable whether that improves the story or makes it kind of dumb. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah, the story isn't my favorite thing about that game. But, okay. I definitely kind of got a hang of it, like, from, I don't know, maybe halfway through. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured out that, you know, if I take a gun and shoot it, everyone will kind of run through at, towards me. Yeah. So it kind of turned into all right, I'm going to find a door or some kind of corner, shoot it, and then any time they c- become in my sights, I'll just mow them down. Right, you're kind and of I basically using use bottlenecks. that in every mission. Yeah, using doors as bottlenecks is kind of a key thing. Um, standing near a door with a gun, yeah. Um, how do you feel about it overall, though? Did you kind of fancy it, or meh? Yeah, it, yeah it's fine. Like I said, I'm, I story-wise, not a ton for me, but... Uh, I, I I did enjoy it for sure. Okay. The music is really good. There's some really good level. There's a few levels that I was really enjoying the music. Mm-hmm. That definitely seems to be like the one quality is, is be, that's being highlighted the most, and I guess that's fair. Uh, did did you mind the stealth level? Like that kind of was a weird bump in the first time through so it for this, me. The the hospital one. Yeah. Uh, it was fine because it was pretty short. Yeah, that's true. So I, it didn't bug me too much. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it again, those boss battles aren't the best. But Those boss battles are really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the last for me, I don't know if you got a chance to look at it, Space Team. Have you? I didn't. Uh, if you had come over yesterday, I would have had a chance to look at it. Okay, yeah. It's it's multiplayer only. It's a pretty great kind of goofy thing. Um, it's an iOS game. Yeah. Only issue, I guess, is like, is Brittany and I playing it? I just can't get her to play more than one game at a time. Like, it's it's a lot of yelling. You get really frustrated with the other person. And you're just like, no, come on, turn the thing! And, yeah, I guess ten minutes of that is enough for an evening. So I've only managed to play it a couple times. Sure. Um, and I can't imagine how much that issue would get compounded with, like, four people yelling at each other. It, but that's that should be part of the fun though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I like think maybe maybe don't play a stressful co-op game with a significant other. I guess, but I think we, I don't know. It, it we did enjoy it, but it it definitely it's it's a taxing kind of mutually stressful thing. Uh, we got to sector nine. I'm not sure if that's good, but that sounds good. I don't know how many there are though. Yeah, like eight to ten minutes seems to be about how long a run it's like is. Like a minute, a level. Yeah. Sector, I guess. Well. I, I guess. I think some of the later ones are... I think it's kind of dependent on how successfully you do the things. Because it's like... I, I don't know how best to describe it. It's like both both players have their own screen of control panels. And you are basically asking the other person to do something on theirs. And they will ask you to do something on yours. And at the same time, occasionally it'll throw in like a flip the screen, um, shake because you're going through an asteroid field or something, or sometimes it's just on your screen and you are yelling at them for no reason. So it's great. Um, nice, Yeah, nice confusion and chaos and kind of that Star Trek people yelling at each other on the bridge to do different, you know, procedures and stuff. That kind of cool. is simulated. Oh, yeah, I want to play it. No, yeah, it's, it. it's a funny thing. Um, I, I don't know if... I can't really... I don't know, but it says Mount Royal in the credits. It might be a local game, but I'm not sure. I doubt it. Mount Royal sounds like a pretty generic name. I don't know. We do have them, you know, that university. I'm just saying, I highly doubt it. Okay. I like to think so, but maybe not. Um, That was it for me, though. So Okay, so so I mentioned Mahatma in Miami. I also played through all of Binary Domain. Mm-hmm. I had heard there was, like, a cool story uh, bit to it, so I just kind of wanted to see that. Um, Did it deliver? Yeah, it does have a kind of a cool story bit, for sure. I don't mm-hmm. really think it's worth playing through to see it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's you know just a Gears of War clone. Uh, some of the characters are pretty cool, and it has voice uh, recognition, so you play it with the 360 headset on, and you can talk to your teammates and stuff. Did you do that? I did. Cool, because like everyone else seems to be like that's dumb and turns it off, but I'm like that sounds like a great feature. Why aren't you? I just I did that? it, yeah, because like why not? Yeah, what so other game? It's mainly does that? just stuff like in the middle, like after a fight, they'll be like, "Whoa, that was pretty hard, eh?" And then you hold down the left bumper to see what you're allowed to say, and then you go, "Yeah," and then your teammate likes you a bit more. See, the, yeah, that sounds like if I am to play it, I'll, I'll probably do it with that. Because what else am I doing with that Bluetooth headset? Nothing. So might as well. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess sure. I, I don't know it. But okay, so you're saying the story just kind of didn't didn't. Do it, it is for interesting, you? but. You're gonna be going through like a you know eight hour Gears of War clone for like one story beat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's super worth it, but if you do enjoy the gameplay of Gears of War, then yeah, go through it because they you you, you do some cool stuff. It sounds like kind of similar reasons one would play Spec Ops. It, exactly. I, I would say there's more story stuff to be seen in Spec Ops than Binary Domain, though. Okay. Okay. So like, if you don't like playing Gears of War, I probably wouldn't go through Binary Domain. Mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of it. And I like Gears of War quite a bit, so I went through it and I was fine with my time. Um, but yeah, there's a there's your warning, I guess. Okay. Um, and then from that, I played a couple of uh, iOS games. Uh, first off, Rayman Jungle Run. Yeah, that's the which runner. is a uh, which is a runner game in the art style of Rayman Origins. How do they do? They do just a jetpack joyride kind of unlocks and goals and stuff, or no? There's levels like you finish. Oh, each okay. Run. So there's yeah. actually stages that you're there trying are stages, to complete. Yes. Okay. I think there's about thirty stages. Okay. Yeah, there's three different worlds, and the worlds are actually separated by uh, the kind of abilities that Rayman has. Mm -hmm. So first one, it'll be like, these are just going to be jumping stages, and you're just learning to, you know, tap to jump. The second one will be, uh, because you know how he can kind of glide with his, when his hair spins around? Yeah. It'll be gliding stuff, so you'll, you know, you'll press down on it to jump and then glide for a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, third run. Oh, sorry. There'll be forty stages because there's four stages. Uh, third stage is uh, you he'll run up walls when he's constantly running. Okay. So you kind of get some stuff where if you run up a wall and there's like a wall behind you now, you can, can jump between the walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. The fourth stage I didn't play much of because I really dislike it. They introduce punching. Okay. But what they do is up to this point you could tap anywhere on the sc- screen to jump, and gliding is just tap and hold. So you can still tap anywhere and running up walls. Is just, you don't have to do anything to do that. He'll do that if he comes to a wall, he can run up. Okay. Punching, they're like, okay, now punching, you need to tap the right hand of the screen, and if you want to uh, jump and glide, it's over on the left side. Whereas I've been playing this entire game with my right thumb. Oh. And now they're asking me to jump and do all that stuff with my left thumb that was doing nothing. And there's no way to flip that? I haven't quite looked into it, but even if they want me to flip it, it it's like, my left thumb is useless. Right. Like, my left hand is pretty useless. <laughs> Okay. So, so that just kind of kind like of immediately turned me off. A poorly thought through fourth stage. Yeah, it's not great. I, I really wish it like maybe a swipe or like a double tap or anything. I don't know. So these different themed levels, like is there ten of each or is it each world has There's nine one? of each and then it's all based on the number of little uh, glowing, like they're basically coins mm-hmm. that you collect. Mm-hmm. And if you collect all the coins in one stage, you'll get uh, you'll unlock, you'll get like a like a perfect, and if you get five perfects in one stage, you unlock the tenth level, which is like a super hard one. Yeah. So there is ten for each stage, but I only have unlocked the the first world's tenth stage, and I haven't beaten it. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely fun. I'll probably try that fourth stage again, and I know there's a there's downloadable content for it for a fifth stage. I don't know if I'll get that because I'm not super into it, but uh, yeah, it was on sale in it for like a dollar. It's normally three bucks, uh, and it just looks great. It's a great looking game. Okay. Uh, next was Wordament, uh, which was actually a Windows 8 game before this. Okay. And what is interesting about Wordament is, and this is in the news section, but we can kind of talk about it now, there are achievements for this game. As in Xbox achievements. Okay. On my iOS device. So that means I never have to buy a Windows phone game ever. Like a Windows phone. To get my achievements on the go. Oh, you're saying okay. Unlike before, where you had to buy a Windows 7 phone to unlock real achievements. This has real achievements. Now they're just being nice to you about it. Okay. Now they're just they're they've decided. You know what? We got to get into the iOS market because that's where where everything is really. Huh. Cool. Um. So yeah, that's a free download. There's 50 points to get. I think there's 10 achievements. Uh, it's basically. Was it Boggle? 
Like they give you a list of words and you like a, a scrambled up pile of, word, of letters, letters yeah. and you need to make words out of it. I've definitely heard Boggle comparisons. Right. Uh, to, yeah. The interesting thing about Wordamint is it's massively multiplayer, so the game will kind of always be running, and you'll just kind of turn it on and start wherever the game's going, mm-hmm. and they go for about two minutes. So if you start like halfway through a game, don't worry, because you probably would never have gotten first place anyway, because there are like Boggle Masters out there. Just wait for like the game to end, then wait the 30 seconds before the next one starts up. Uh, but yeah, the cool thing is uh, Xbox achievements on my phone. So I went and did that for sure. Um, and then I guess I'll talk, I want to talk briefly about Frog Fractions, because I, I did play that. I actually played it before last week's episode and forgot to write it down. I played through it this time, knowing what to do. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of just whatever on it. It's definitely crazy. Yeah. There are definitely some really crazy parts. But I think I just have a sour taste in my mouth after screwing around with it on my first time. Well, like, it it kind of, like, staying in that first stage longer than you had to, all that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely bummed me out, and so maybe, like, you know, unfair for the game, Mm -hmm. but that's just kind of where I'm at. Okay. And there's not much I can do about it. But I will say, like, uh, that part when you're learning about boxing is pretty good. Yeah, so. There's a weird amount of variety. That's a weird game, for sure. jokes, yeah. Um... But the game I really want to talk about is uh, Tales from Split Space Mutant Blobs Attack. Okay. This is I the... played this on my Vita. Mm-hmm. It's also on the PlayStation Network, but it's one of the games that you can play on the Vita as well if you get it. It's a PlayStation Plus title. Actually, oh no, I think it is a PlayStation Network title. Oh, maybe not. I, I can't remember. Um, so it is PlayStation Plus free at the moment. That's how I got it. I'd heard a lot of cool things about it. Um... Um, for the Vita, for sure. That's why I'm thinking maybe it actually is just Vita. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Uh, it's basically um, kind of Loco Roco art style meets Katamari. So you play a blob. Oh, okay. And then with the analog stick, you can roll around, and it's 2D, and it looks Loco Roco esque. Right. I was but wondering, it, you're not like, tilting the Katamari, world. so is it 3D? But no, okay. So it's still. No, this is 2D. But you come across lots of little silly objects that you kind of eat and get bigger. Mm-hmm. And it has the whole thing of, like, oh man, I can't get past this wall, so I'll just eat everything in this room, and then I'll eat the wall. Okay. Just kind of like in Katamari, where you're kind of trapped inside the house, and then later on, you just end up eating the house. Right. Does it have funky tunes in it? It does have some okay tunes. I was largely playing with the volume off, though. Okay. Uh, just listening to podcasts while I was going. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got a fun little personality of, like, where this blob goes. He ends up on the moon, and then back at Earth. I won't say how you end the game, but it's a pretty good ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really liked was just a lot of, like, it's it's primarily a platformer. Um, just kind of get to the end of the stage, and there's stuff to find in the stage, like, like I guess, friends blobs are in the stage you can find. But just a lot of the, you, like, you get a magnetic ability, and they do some really cool platforming stuff with that magnetic ability. I, I really quite enjoyed it. If it is a PlayStation Network title, I, and, and, like, I highly recommend that game, because I think it's, like, $6. Hmm. It's about two, three hours long. And I just, I kind of did that on Christmas Eve, start, finish that game. Uh, so it's pretty good. And they even have, um, uh, in, cause they have like eight worlds, like three, three or four stages each world, but they'll have an additional stage that'll usually involve the, uh, the gyroscope on the, uh, Vita, so you're tilting it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of becomes, you know that like wooden game Labyrinth with the marbles? Yes, yeah. Kind of becomes, like the first one is straight up that game. 
Okay. And you're just kind of rolling around. And then other ones is just kind of a top-down version of you eating lots of stuff. Hmm. So they definitely do some cool stuff with the uh, art style and the and the gameplay. I, I quite enjoyed that. Is that on Plus right now? or? It's on Plus right now, yes. Okay, cool. So you can get it, and I highly recommend getting it, even if it is just Vita for the future. But if it's on the network, uh, I really recommend playing that game. That game came out this year from Drinkbox Studios. Okay. Um, And just briefly before we move on, I just looked into the Space Team stuff. Dude's from Montreal. So Canadian, but not from here. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, Mount Royal, like I said, that's a pretty generic name. I guess. I was hoping. I was like, oh man, yeah. maybe something cool came from Calgary. Maybe. Not yet. Uh, well, we can move on to the smallest bit of news ever. Yeah, end of the year news, roundup. Uh, the one I added was just basically a follow-up to last week's War Z stuff, which is not only are they in weird trouble from their fans, uh, World War Z is now saying the name is too similar, which they're probably right. <laughs> so... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, copyright issues happening, potential lawsuits. Watch right. out. Yeah. Uh, but, War War Z guys, I guess. Yeah. But they did it to themselves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, wait. I also played Connect Party. Okay. And it was fun. But I also got really tired after jumping around a lot. Um, And you're right, the dubstep one is probably the best, but I also like the costume one, where you just have zany costumes. I found the costume one is... Like good for like ten seconds. Oh, I guess it's funnier with people. So I probably right that one by yourself would be really weird. So yeah, I didn't really think about that. That's like dressing up in a hilarious costume by yourself. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's really sad. Yeah, it's just like I got this pirate hat. Oh, you know. Oh man. It doesn't doesn't really play. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, I don't know. A goofy, funny thing. We got some achievements. It it was fun. Achievements are great. Um, yep. We need to clear more floor space next time, though, because I punched a chandelier and the couch was right there. So, okay. yeah, it was, it was dangerous. Connect problems. Connect problems. But, okay, let's move on to Xbox-related news. Yeah, so I already mentioned this. Wordaman is out, free on the iOS, just first one with achievements. That, that was all that was. Oh, okay, yeah. There's just 50 um, points. And okay. then the last one that I kind of noticed is they announced another Final Fantasy thirteen game. <sighs> okay. It's called Lightning Returns Final Fantasy XIII, um, which I guess you could kind of just think of it as Final Fantasy XIII three, but that's right. not the official title. Right, right. Uh, I just thought that was interesting that they're still, they really love the, the world they set up in that Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, like I guess are are like we're being crabby about them over here, but are they actually selling well? Like, is Final Fantasy thirteen actually popular? I think it's popular. Like, I think people that played them really like them. Okay. Like, from what I hear, I think they're, like, good Final Fantasy games. Okay. And I'm not really being crabby. It's just more, I'm just, I'm su- like, they've never done that. I'm surprised they're sticking to it. Right, yeah. Um, like, well, I just heard, like, it was the most incredible slow burn for that Right, that first and, but then I heard, games. like, it gets awesome. Yeah, it's like, dude, once you've gotten through that first 35 hours, it's so good. And you're just like, exactly. that's so, a lot. Like, I could play, like, five games by then. I don't exactly, want to do that. yeah, and... I didn't hear much about Final Fantasy XIII 2, but I think it was still kind of just like, if you did play it, yeah, you liked it, but it was like, okay, well, I don't have a hundred hours to give to that. Right, like, I'd rather spend that on, like, you know, Persona 3, which I heard or, is good. Or ten games. Right away. Or, yeah, t- uh, ten games, a dozen games, who knows? Yeah, so, but anyways, that's coming out at some point. There's a trailer out there if people are interested and want to look that up. Okay. 
But yeah, that's really it because news doesn't happen anymore because it's December twenty seventh. Right, everyone's at home enjoying holidays, probably eating leftover turkey. Right, we're the only people still doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the questions. Okay. Um, first one here is from Ronin. Uh, do you got? Oh yeah, questions top down perspective at gmail dot com or TDP podcast on Twitter or top down perspective on Facebook. Um, yep. Do you think twenty twelve was a weak year for gaming? Or a strong one. Why so? Well, we got the Wii U. We did get the Wii U. So new console, like you know, kind of, we got a Vita. Yeah, there's new, two new consoles new this platforms. year. I think that kind of defaults pretty strong, right? Mm-hmm. To be fair, I do like Zombie U. Like if you're being facetious. No, no, no. I am not being facetious. Oh, okay, I'm saying okay. we got two new consoles. Yeah. That doesn't that kind of mean this is pretty strong? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it it has uh, it has definitely been a conversation though like have the AAA games kind of run a bit past their prime or something like we're getting the fourth sequels the fifth sequels is sure and still... I think that's you know largely because you know publishers weren't expecting this long of a run yeah so it's like we're in year seven of the 360 it's like oh man I don't I don't know here here's another one and we still have another year of that to go right right so. We'll see, but it uh, and but even if even if the triple A's weren't as like big and bombastic as last year, yeah, we didn't get an Uncharted this year. Mm-hmm. Th- we got some amazing smaller games. That that's that's where I feel like this has actually been a pretty key year in a lot of ways for me, anyway, because like my like just kind of list of random stuff that is potential top ten material is is pretty long because I liked a lot of small games. Like it's just like. Hey, ten dollars here, five dollars here. Weird iOS thing. Like there was just a lot of stuff overall. But yeah, definitely a lot. Like it's kind of weird. Like I think the most time I spent with a new game that came out this year might have been Hotline Miami at like twenty four hours, which sure. is definitely a weirder thing because like big games of the past, it used to be like, oh yeah, ten, twenty, thirty hours easy. Like that's that's not a thing, and that would be multiple experiences. So I well, I think it's telling, you know. Walking Dead won Spike TV's VGA. Right. It's definitely uh, been sorry, a video game awards, different uh, year in game of the year in a lot of places. Yeah, and like stuff like Journey, ninety minutes long, getting a lot of conversations. Yeah. So. So. So I'm I'm I want to say strong one. I'm gonna say strong, but like very atypical. Like it's kind of a bit of a changing trend may be happening. It's it's kind of curious. So I'm right. kind of keen on. What's and I going think on. I think that trend will continue into next year because I think next year is kind of a more extreme version of this year. Yeah, where it's like even we drier. Get, like, we will get bigger consoles but next we'll, year. We'll get that boost of kind of new information in May or June, come E three times, right? Sure. And yeah, but we'll get like bigger consoles and so a lot of uh, a lot of those games oh. will still be getting like you know God of War four or whatever it is. Like yeah, you're saying next year is going to be even more extreme. Like come come June though, you got the E3 information coming in, right? So. Right. There'll yeah. be new, new stuff, but I don't know. There's definitely more and more small teams out there doing stuff, so I'm curious, curious how that's well, going to you know, change things. Developers will be bringing uh, like their best foot forward for the new consoles, right? Like, and know, th- like, there's still you know, you know some big stuff like Grand Theft Auto Five and Last of Us getting a lot of talk, so yep. I'm c- curious about those. But yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, strong year, but you know, asterisk explanation paragraph kind of what I mean by that. Um, we'll also get into some of the bigger games and stuff in our retrospective year wrap-up thing, 
so I don't want to kind of ask you too many questions specifically. About sure, some, yeah, we want to keep your the surprise still. Right, right. Um, next question is from Allison T. Uh, hey, Nathan, did you get the Game Boy Advance SP you mentioned last week? I don't actually have it yet, but the dude said, oh, yeah, you, yeah, I still got it. So at some point this week, I need to go to someone's house and hope it's in good shape and give them money and stuff, and then I'll have it. So, Kijiji, that's how it works. There you go. Yeah. Um. Okay, and I'll, I'll follow up question, like another question. Okay, I got a 3DS XL for Christmas. I want to get another 3DS game, but all I've seen are Mario games. How long before Luigi and Fire Emblem? I think that's Fire Emblem. Yeah. Um. You looked into this. When When are those ones coming out specifically? Oh, Dark Moon is spring 2013, and Fire Emblem is February 4th, from what I could find. Okay, so that's two months out for Fire Emblem. Yep. I'm excited um, for that. So excited. Okay. Um... I guess Pushmo and Crashmo maybe to tide you over. That's things yeah, I still need to play some Crashmo. But yeah, Pushmo's good. And and despite you know, hey, it's a Mario game. I I've heard good things about 3D Land. 3D so, Land is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now, last question. This is from Junkie GS. Um. With the rumors of the new Xbox and PlayStation coming out next Christmas, what would you like to see in the new consoles in terms of features? I'm I'm assuming and whatnot. Um, live streaming, just a button. Oh, like capture your own footage? You mean? Yeah, like that seems to be more and more a thing people I are doubt doing. That would happen. <laughs> but the, like I, the only way I kind of ho- like you know the only indicator that might is just with Black Ops Two. There was apparently some hooks for that, kind of built into it oh, okay. that were apparently really glitchy and didn't work very well. Well, but, and I guess you know, you know Halo has its. You can t- make a video. It's theater thing. And do you remember like the early on live pitch videos? No. Okay, just that was kind of a thing they were saying is like you you can just jump into your buddy's stream and just kind of see how he's doing, you know, or just like be like, hey, how do I beat this level? Just go to someone's feed and watch it because it's all cloud computing. And okay. Stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, that's a little different, but. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Um, stuff that's probably going to happen is more free-to-play experimentation on yeah, the consoles. Yeah, probably. More stuff like, uh, what was that, Happy Wars? Happy Wars? What is that? Uh, I talked about it a couple months ago. It's a free-to-play Xbox Live Arcade game. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right. I got weird. Probably some yeah, more of that. Stuff like that. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll finally figure out that 1 versus 100 type internet model. Maybe. That was definitely cool. That was an interesting experiment that unfortunately folded, but you know, just more online stuff think, seems to be inevitable. Um, hopefully bigger hard drives so it's more kind of a downloadable only type model for some stuff. Or at least they're at least better uh, like accustomed to, hey, last time around we figured out a lot of people like Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network and stuff and we got PlayStation Plus and all that. So we're going to give you more storage for that kind of stuff. And I know now, you know, you can go buy a laptop hard drive and everything and sort that out yourself, but I think they'll just kind of make that a little easier for people next time because it seems to be a feature people like. Um, you think that's fair? Yeah, yeah, faster interfaces would be nice. That yeah. PlayStation Store is horrible. Yeah, and like, to, you know, the new Xbox experience stuff, that it's started bogging slow. down after the initial blades and everything, like... They definitely had to patch into those systems a lot of weird stuff that they weren't ever really meant to have, so 
just a fresh, clean start on that stuff too. Hopefully that. Do you think the uh, nice. PlayStation 3's XMB transfers over, or do they make a new thing? Uh, it's nice and simple, but maybe th- maybe they'll have some design firm take a look at it, figure something out. I don't know. Um, I guess the one like social feature that the Wii U brought to the table, like those kind of message board things, you know? Yeah, I kind of just don't care about those though. The communities, man, it's. I don't know. Maybe maybe some measure of that, or just kind of different being able to rank content that other people are. Well, they have ranking stuff on the. I know on the Xbox. Well, like avoid player that kind of stuff. You mean or? Oh, I thought you meant like ranking games and whatnot, because they do have like a five. Oh yeah, system. like it's like, hey, I really like this game. Five stars. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Maybe surfacing the indie channel. That kind of stuff. I'm, I am sure that they are looking at like phones of right in current, this generation, being like, we need that money. Mm-hmm. So. Like we want small development happening. Like why can't the next Angry Birds be right here? Yeah. Day one. I would I like day one full games to download. Yes. That'd yeah. be nice. Um, the Wii U has that, so. Mm-hmm. I, how how do you how do you feel so far about the Wii U two screen kind of idea? Like, would you want PlayStation to kind of use the Vita and 360 to use the their tablet? Do kind of more weird dual-screen experiences? Uh, maybe if Nintendo first gave me a reason to want it. I haven't That's really a... seen anything that cool Zombie on the Wii U pretty... yet. Zombie U is pretty good. Oh, I, I haven't played Zombie U, so... I will say, though, one issue with my little bit of time last week with Zombie U, though, some of those loading times really do put a hamper on the immersion kind of thing. Like, you just walk up to a door and it's just like, no, you can't open it yet. It's just weird. Gotta gotta make that whole other area. Yeah, it's... But, like, for me, it kind of reminded me of my time with, like, the first Metroid Prime where you'd shoot a door and then it would just take a while to open. But for some reason, that just made more sense to me because it's like an electronic door. So I was just like, alright, well, it's, it's, you know got to open, it's got to figure it out, got to power up. Whereas this is literally just a doorknob, and dude just won't open it until you stand there for 20 seconds. And it's so you need weird. some kind of, like, narrative reason for it taking yeah, a while? Like, if it was, like, in the med lab the area... from Mass Effect 1. Yeah, like, it's just, like, at least, like, this is obviously hiding something, but at least it makes sense fiction-wise, whereas in the Zombie U case, it's just like, nah, dude's just not opening that door. And it's just, I don't know. For some reason, after a while, that kind of started annoying me. But whatever. I still like that game. I'll probably play it some more. But, okay. Sorry, I'm just, yeah. Uh, maybe two-screen multi, like, console stuff. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I really, well, if the only kind of two-screen stuff that I'm super into is when there's some kind of PlayStation Network or small game that yeah. also ends up on the Vita. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's great. Because, you know, sometimes I do want to be playing on my big TV. But other uh-huh. times, like, I really liked... Uh, sound shapes on my Vita. I'm I'm just gonna kind of ask one more question, kind of that's the opposite of this. Do you think they should get rid of like motion sensing stuff, or will that just be inevitable and that'll be there? I think it'll be. An, I I don't know if Move will be there unless they yeah. try a second wave of that. Mm-hmm. I think Connect is definitely there. Um, I think it's pretty unobtrusive at the moment. Okay. Like, but uh. But I, at the same time, I'm not looking for Gears of War 4 to be connected, enabled. Like, aim at this dude, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, that that's, yeah, seems kind of non-essential to me, but... 
I would like time, to, I would like to be excited more about the Connect for sure. Right. Like I mean, I did have a goofy fun time for like an hour playing Connect Party. So you know, it, it, there's something to that whole experience, but yeah, it's just it definitely needs some more time to work out. But I guess yeah, no, you know, that's probably they've invested enough in it at this point. That's probably just going to happen. So hopefully that stuff works way better. I guess that would be the feature. Um, and sorry, you were saying with sound shapes, like you like how it's that portable and console experience, like that sharing. Yeah, I, I do like that. When okay. That's when it's possible. It's like they should always do that. And I guess, yeah, like with PlayStation All-Stars kind of thing, like you can sit there with a, like the Vita and that one and play together, right? Yeah. Okay. Extra controller, I guess, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, stuff like that might be worth more investigation. Um, okay, do, do we, I guess, once again, Top Down Perspective at Gmail, uh, Top Down Perspective on Facebook, and TDP Podcasts. Uh, games of the Week? Just the two of us. What 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 yeah. was your candidate this week? My game of the week is Tales from Space: Mutant Blobs Attack. Okay, I'll check that. Like, there's a PSN version, right? You said. I think I think there might be one. Okay, I'm, not I'm pretty sure I sure. claimed the PlayStation Plus one or whatever, but I was just like, ah, oh, it's probably just a Vita game, so I can't play it. But I'll I'll check that, make sure. Um. For me, I guess, yeah, it's going to have to go to Cart Life. I was pretty keen on that. It's, All right. it's a pretty interesting thing. So check that out for free. And if you like it, $5. Eh. Bagels. But okay. There you go. Um, Yeah, th- uh, see you next year, I guess, for the top 10 and normal podcasting schedule as well. I'm not sure which comes first, but we'll see. Um, yeah, top ten will either be next week or the week after. Okay, I believe, depending on John's schedule. Right. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned for that. Let's see what our top ten games are. It's gonna be exciting. I'm excited. And we're that's all we're doing, right? Is just lists. It's not gonna be like categories and stuff. It's just. Uh, hey. we might. John and I've been talking about some stuff. Okay, like specific kind of trends you want to highlight or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe. Or... Who knows? Okay. They'll have to come back and find out. Right, yeah. So find out next week um, on Top Down Perspective. And John will be here, hopefully. 